are listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably. This is Power Producer Shop Talk production redefined are you ready to feel the power hey everybody welcome to power producers shop talk where we are defining redefining the sales that's right. game that's right today we are going to talk about your budget and your budget mm. specifically as it stands for the sales process right okay we talked about this a little bit before we started recording and which by the um, way usually never happens i know it's awesome we're actually prepared it's probably going to be the worst which, episode of shop is- talk ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean listen man i've been around agents and agency principals and i'm going to go ahead and throw it out there guys you're cheap period end of story you don't want to spend the money you think yeah. that it's an expense you are making those dollar bills scream as they leave your hands and unfortunately because you have a scarcity mindset as opposed to an abundance mindset you're actually costing yourself some significant top line revenue which would yield far more profit for you so you know i'm going to give it a couple examples of this but You've seen it firsthand. I mean, mm-hmm. you've seen op- at times, and, and and for your from your situation, we've actually been able to get away with using company resources as opposed to having yeah. to pay for external third parties. So, I mean, there's a way to do that too. But what I'm talking about is this. You've got a middle market account. Whatever you define middle market to be, you have a middle market account. You're going after it, and you know you can drive a wedge, but... You just can't get them across the finish line without a little razzle-dazzle, right? Mm. Positioning, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, Kyle's laughed, and he'll laugh again because he laughs every time I talk about infrared thermal scanning of equipment. But it's something that not anybody, not very many people know about. It's relevant if you're in a manufacturer. And, honestly, it helps them with the submission uh, to a carrier who can see that someone has come in and done this many times from a mechanical breakdown standpoint or whatever else, it actually is a requirement when the policy's bound, whether you get it done by the actual carrier or you have to hire a third party for that. Right. But that's one of the things I'm talking about. If I had to get that done, what's your budget as an agency? What's your budget as a producer? So over the course of my career, the reason why I asked the question and where my head is, over the course of my career, this has always been something that I've done. I've always brought in resources on the front end on larger accounts because most of the time, that's the only way you're going to get the deal done. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so to that end, 
I've seen it done a bunch of different ways. I've seen it where the producer's responsible financially for it because they're the ones who want to call the shots. I've seen it where the agency is responsible for it because they're trying to get that account in and give the producer every ounce of support that they can. And I've also seen it where it's a hybrid, right? So Mm -hmm. how I came through the ranks in this whole thing was I had, um, I would go in, I would make this happen and I would pay 50% of whatever the cost was. And the agency would pay the other 50% of the cost. Yeah. And you know, that way I had a little skin in the game and I'm not just going out throwing the agency's money around. You know, did I mind? No, I didn't mind at all because I think it makes sense. Yeah, because I understood that if I'm looking at an account that's fifty thousand dollars and I need to invest five, you know, which right. is pr- probably never the case. By the way, it's usually yeah, going to yeah. cost you like anywhere, probably twenty five hundred or less. And by the way, twenty five hundred, you're delivering way more value than you probably should. But I do understand that if it's something focused and you have to get the right expert in, it's going to cost you a little bit more. But if right. I have to do that, I like my chances of closing the business. Yeah, absolutely. I I was going to ask, I mean, obviously it's going to change on a situational basis. Like you're not going to do this for everybody. I mean, you brought up the middle market and everything, but I'm wondering if it makes sense to have just a yearly budget on stuff for this, or if you look at it on just a case by case scenario. I think both. Truthfully, I think the agency should have a budget, um, you know, that they know they're going to be giving a certain amount of uh, contribution to um the agency yeah right right but then i also think as a producer you need to be looking at it and saying okay this is what i'm willing to do now for me it was about not not just the beforehand but also the after okay once Mm -hmm. the account was bounded on the books i had to look at a loss control budget for that as well and and i can just i I can go ahead and tell you my loss control budget uh was always 20 percent for the first year 20%. 20%. So what, I, there's so, so people falling the after, out of their chairs right now, by the way, that I said I gave up 20% of the right. revenue on the account the first year. Guess what? My average account's been with me for over a, over 12 years. So, sure. I, you know, obviously I've made that money back over time. I'm talking about you got to front load it to be able to deliver the value that you promise at the point of sale and make sure that the client experience is right on the front end. But for me, it wasn't like I was paying that whole thing. I was in that hybrid model. So if an account was 50,000 in revenue and the loss control budget was 20%, I was only paying five. It -hmm. was a total budget of $10,000, but five was coming from my commission and five was coming from the house. The next year, that budget doesn't need to be nearly as big because you've gotten all the low-hanging fruit knocked out. It's one of the reasons why I like the service fee model. Because for those of you who are sitting here thinking, oh, this guy's nuts. I'm never giving up 20% of my commission. Guess what? I wasn't giving up commission. I was giving up fee. And you know what the fun fact is about a fee? You can make it whatever you want. So my personal compensation was never affected by what I made the loss control budget be because I just raised the fee by enough to cover what I needed to make and make sure that we were collecting what we needed to collect. So I get the the loss control stuff on the front end and your budget for that, but talk a little bit about some of the things that you are alluding to after the client is onboarded and everything, like what you're spending that loss control stuff on afterwards. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, so I will bring in. It depends on what the what the issues are. Obviously, if yeah. we're leading with workers' comp, it's going to be one set of things. If we're leading with auto, it's going to be around fleet safety. If we're leading around okay. property, it yeah. would be something completely different. But I mean, you know, let's just take everything into one big bowl and, and throw it out there. You could see an account in Florida right now that's a middle market manufacturer that maybe the workers' comp is good but not great. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna throw some loss control at that to have people go in and tighten up their programs, make sure there's you know formalities in place in that there's metrics that they're measuring and all of that. I'll bring in a professional to do that. And then I'll supplement that with the visits from the actual carrier if the carriers ever get back to doing visits in person. But then that property also may have some issues with being highly protected risk. It may be you know that there's a ton of inventory in there, the construction's awesome and all of that. I need to be able to articulate to an underwriter that this is HPR. I'll probably bring a guy like a Mark Susky from Jensen Hughes in to do risk engineering on the actual building. Just doing sure deflagrations everywhere. Every God, that guy, <laughs> he is going to crush the it. Master of deflagrations. Yeah, he. I don't even know. I still don't even know the proper way to pronounce that word, and I'm not going to try it because it'll I be a train it. wreck. But I mean, yeah, you did actually. And then you know, maybe bring in a fleet safety expert or yeah, you know, whatever you're going to do. But you have to be, you know, as the producer. This is why um, I think producers, by and large, need to remain engaged the entire lifespan of the account instead of walking away and letting the account manager handle it. Mm -hmm. My job isn't to do account manager related stuff. That's what account managers do. And they're much better at it than what I am. My job is to be the quarterback on the entire account, make sure the client experience is being delivered by the account manager, but also by setting up all of these things. And I mean, again, if we were to get into, you know, really how I do this inside of Florida risk in my personal book of business, this all gets formalized inside of the risk management action plan that we put in place when we first start on an engagement. So mm -hmm. none of this is a surprise. We know what the budget is. We know who the players are. We know when we're going to deliver each of these things. And then we commit to all of that on the front end. And then we're held accountable over the course of the relationship to deliver those things. But then you can line item everything out you can see what your expense is going to be, and then you show what you're going to charge for those activities as line items and then an overall service fee. And guess what? One of those line items is the procurement of insurance on behalf of the company, but that's just a line item with several other things like risk engineering on the property, uh, loss control services, and um, you know, leadership accountability training for the workers' comp. You know, And you just mm -hmm. keep going down the list of what it is that you're going to give them and how much it costs, and that makes way more sense. And by the way, that's how attorneys do it too. Like that's how accountants yeah. do things. They give. I mean, you don't we items. talk about that all the time? About you know all the being, time, right? Yeah. So this is a huge, huge example of how you can make yourself viewed as more of a professional as mm -hmm. opposed to a salesperson if you can go down right. that road. Now, obviously, you're not going to be able to do this on every account, and in some places, you may not be able to net commissions and take, charge a service fee instead, but you can still mm -hmm. look at the concept the same, right? You can look at how much revenue should flow from the account based on the commissions and set your budget you know, on the front end. Like, look, this thing's going to bring in 50000 in revenue. I can't service fee it because we're going to take commissions on everything, but I know that if I have $1,000, if, if I'm willing to have $1,000 to bring in a professional to do this, my chances of closing this deal and bringing the relationship on board literally goes from 60% to 90%. You're not betting on anything other than yourself at that point. Right. And and not only just bringing it on, but like, you know, what type of value that's going to 
uh, deliver to let you retain that client for years and years. And then, I mean, then you don't even think about that thousand dollars that you spent. I mean, it's, it's pennies compared to what, you know, is it, what it's going to generate in terms of I revenue. Could probably make, yeah, I could probably make the argument that it could come from the marketing budget too, because guess what happens? You send that person out to do the infrared thermal scanning or whatever it is, and they've never had that done before. Right. Yeah. Now they're going to go to the trade association and that's going to be a topic from a risk engineer who's sure. speaking and they're going to tell all their friends, oh, well, I get that from Florida Risk Partners because they come in and they do all of that. They did that before we ever even were their client just to demonstrate what their capabilities are. And guess what? Now you've got mm -hmm. how many referrals coming from that? Even if it's just one, that's already you know, more than paid for itself. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I think that, that we need to flip how we're thinking about these things yeah. in, in and look at it as, okay, you know, I'm not just going to be able to necessarily go in and convince everybody right off the top, you know, right off the bat that, you know, I could, I'm the best solution. I mean, I'd love for people to think that I can go in with a PowerPoint or a, a fancy proposal or a good mathematical calculations and slide it across the table and people are there and saying, oh, David, I can't wait to hire you. You're the best I've ever seen. <laughs> I've been waiting for you forever. You can't do it. It just doesn't work that way. In While what, the majority, actually, like in what? In in what scenario does that work? Like, is there an industry where where PowerPoints actually work? Like, is this nineteen ninety three? I could not even tell you the last time I did PowerPoint. PowerPoints are you. the absolute worst. Yeah, Carry and on. the ones that are look like a carnival. <laughs> I mean, people like they they learn how to do the animation and then they do animation on everything, and it's just a circus on screen. All <sighs> that being said, I mean. I just, there are times that I can't go in with a normal presentation and convince somebody based on that. I have to give them a little sample of the sweet nectar and I'm willing to do that. Yep. I agree. What I'm not willing to do is drop 10 grand on some guy to come in, you know, and give a very thorough analysis of everything only to lose the business. And they take my report and hand it to my competition who never thought of the idea or whatever else. So, you know, I think it's important also that we bring up that if you're going to do this, you got to have some up. level of, yep, you got to have some level of commitment. Right. I, I, I expect to earn your business by doing this or, or what, you know, obviously it's not going to be. Yeah, I, would, I, I, I tell them just very simply, listen, while it's not my habit to give away my entire value proposition pre-revenue in a relationship, I do want to have you take something for a test drive. I want you to take a, a walk through the park with us. If you like it, great. If you don't, that's fine. But I'm, you know, I want you to know that if we bring the value that we articulate we're going to bring by doing this, I expect you to hire me at that point because I've brought a solution that you don't currently have. You know, I understand that maybe you're a little bit leery because you've been promised things before and not gotten them. And mm -hmm. you don't want to buy based on concept. You want to buy based on reality. And I'm ready to roll with that, right? And you're, you're good to do that. Here's another thing, man. If you're a user of something like ThinkHR that you're yeah. already paying for, why not, right? I mean, I talked about it on another podcast where we've got that account right now. It's 50 grand plus in revenue. I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere, so I told the HR manager, look, you got a lot of fires you're trying to put out. I got the tool. But mm -hmm. I also understand that I can't get your attention right now to right. where you can make an educated decision to hire me so that I can give you that tool. So I want to get all the distractions off your plate. I'm going to give you the tool right now, and in 90 days, we'll follow up. Yeah. Right? Why wouldn't we do that? And I think right. that's another thing where agents tend to get their thought process out of whack is they don't realize you're paying that you're paying the same amount of money for a software like that. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be think or any of the number of other things that you you could give to somebody, but truthfully, if you're already paying for it 
and you're not using it as a prospecting tool, I would argue that you're not getting as much of a return on the investment as you could. You're using it as a retention tool. You're not mm -hmm. using it as a new business generation tool. And I'm going to leave it at that because that could be a whole episode in and of itself. Yeah. And I don't want to I don't want to get into too much of it. But be thinking about that. Some of you guys need to go through your bank statement and look at all the crap you're paying for that was a shiny object at some time and make a decision. I'm going to use this to generate revenue. I'm going to use this to keep uh, our retention where it needs to be or I'm going to scrap it because I bought it at a trade show and I've never used it. But go through and do that because you're probably sitting on a lot of things that thought you thought was a good idea. You just need to go back and remind yourself why you thought it was a good idea and actually put it into practice or get rid of it because it wasn't a good idea. Yep, I'm with you. All right, man, I don't know how I could beat that anymore. I mean, that, I think we really just, all of us, I mean, me included, it's good for me to think about this stuff. And the reason why is because I was thinking about it myself, right? I mean, I got to sometimes go back. It's one of the reasons why I keep a three-ring binder with all my AORs. I remind myself, this is how I got this deal done. This is how I got this deal done. And I was actually thinking through some deals over the course of the last week or so. And that's one of the things that I was reminded of is, oh, wow, I was using some front-end stuff that I'm not using right now. Might not be a bad gig to go ahead and throw some of that in the mix again and see what happens. Yep. Because you know, you know Marvin. Marvin's going to call him. I do know Marvin. Marvin has been blowing up my inbox, assigning yes. every single company. Is he back, by the way? Is it actually Marvin back? No, it is not. It's the Marvin to be named later. They've not identified themselves. I got a message. They've got really weird protocol for COVID in the Philippines. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it's in, it, like uh, he's, hopefully he he's doing all right. Like, it seems like he could be out two months. I need to message him because it's, yeah. it's been a couple days since I've checked in. But yeah. anyhow. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up, everybody. Let's get your it. budgets in order. Get your bank account in order. Go through that statement. Get rid of the crap you're not using and use the stuff you think you should. We're out. See ya. You've been listening to Power Producers Shop Talk. You can follow us at the Power Producers Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to take your game to the next level, check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit Amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book, The Extra Two Minutes.